Hi everyone and welcome to another podcast from Firms Consulting. Today we're going to talk about Season 2 of the Consulting Offer led by Kevin Quine, the ex-McKinsey director and uh, worldwide co-leader of the strategy practice for a m- number of years. So in discussing the Consulting officer, Offer, I think I'm going to focus on four areas. Firstly, what is the show? Secondly, what makes it different from season one or is just a repetition of season one and I can assure you it's completely redone. And then I also want to talk about what makes it unique and some of the practical things we've done to make it easier for aspiring consultants and consultants to use this show, this program, this training program, whatever you want to call it, to improve their preparation or their actual performance on projects, right? So let's maybe start by talking about what is the consulting office season two? Well, in designing the show, we wanted to do one thing primarily. We wanted to do something that had never been done before or show you something that you have never seen before. People going into interviews have never had an opportunity to see a very senior very eminent and I would say probably one of the most ethical McKinsey partners I've ever met conduct a set of interviews that mirror the format, the sequence and the style that McKinsey would use in the actual interview process. And when I say McKinsey, it would apply to BCG, it would apply to Bain as well because we did have BCG people and Bain people um, uh, I would say influence the design of the show as well. So it's, it's equally relevant to all of the three firms and some of the other f- major firms as well. So this ability to watch a McKinsey senior partner do a first round, do a final round, do a group case with real candidates who have not been prepped. So these candidates have not been prepped in advance about the cases they will face. They're coming in there to face live fire, basically, and see how they will respond, and video recording all of that from multiple angles. I mean, that has never been done before, and that is what we wanted to do. A real partner replicating the real McKinsey and BCG process with real candidates who go on to get real offers, and we wanted to present their real names, which is the major difference as well from season one, where we didn't present real names. So I think that is what the consulting office season two is. It's about really bringing a greater degree of realism and live footage to the training. You know, you've got three camera angles so you can watch body language and so on. So it's the first, you know, aspect of defining what the show is about. What are some of the other things we've done a little bit um, unusually in this production? Well, If you look at the sequence of the episodes, the first episode looks at Alice and the other candidate in the program, Michael, uh, which more about him will be uh, uh, presented later uh, before we release the production. Um, So it starts off with Alice and Michael reaching out to a partner and setting up a networking coffee chat where it gives them feedback on their resume. And and we, we did this so that candidates could see how a networking event should take place. That then moves into assuming that everything went well and you submitted your resume, what would a closed listener look like if you made it to that stage? So we actually 
have a closeless dinner with the Candace eating, Kevin eating, and Kevin runs this the way a McKinsey partner would run it to extract information from the candidates and test them and try to connect with them. We then move into what comes next typically, a group case. Again, it's a real group case. The candidates don't know what questions are being given to them and we can see how Kevin manages that. We then for each candidate move into a round one interview, McKinsey style, a round two interview, McKinsey style, and I suppose it applies to the other firms as well. And we also add in interviews for personal experience interviews or fit cases as well. We also um, show what happens between interviews. You know, sometimes when um, you're there at, at the office for the whole day doing interviews, you end up having lunch with the consultants. So we actually have one of the episodes dedicated to that, showing you how you interact with consultants during these scenes as well. Now, beyond that, we also capture a, a vast amount of feedback footage, whereby with each candidate and Kevin, we discuss how the candidates did in each of those episodes. So Kevin will give feedback in an episode. So when we're watching the candidates do the closed list dinner, at the end of that, you'll see Kevin giving them feedback on how they performed and so on. But uh, a few days later, we also shoot a separate session where Kevin gives aggregate feedback on how Alice and Michael performed, but also how um, they did in each of those different episodes. And we do that with each of the candidates as well. So after the entire you know sessions have been shot, we sit down with them and ask them, you know, how did you feel you did in the session? Why did you choose this structure? What were you thinking when you chose this structure? How did you feel when Kevin asked you this? So this ability to extract this feedback was quite important. And we also have what is known as pre-footage. Pre-footage is before the sessions with Kevin began, we sat down with each of the candidates in these really exotic locations like Piedmont Park and so on, and um, we 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 tried to extract enough information so that you as the viewer could understand their profile, their background, how they prepared, and so on. It's quite a lot of footage there. We've captured something like seven hours of footage, which we've then edited down um, um, for you. So so that's also very different about the show because we are following the entire McKinsey BCG final round process. Now, we spoke about having Kevin there, which was, you know, we're very grateful that he was part of the program. And I think one of the things that's good about Kevin is that he he's very polite, but he has, but he's very candid about what's happening. So if he thinks something is not right, if he doesn't agree with something, he will point it out. And having that senior partner who is open and willing to be so candid is very important. And I'll tell you why, because you'll see that, you know, Kevin does talk about the rise of all these uh, books that teach frameworks and so on, and his view on that. And the problem you have when you're an aspiring consultant, you, you, you get this kind of feedback, you don't know who to believe. I mean, a lot of, there's, a, there's a thousands of, of um, uh, little businesses running around that uh, purport to know what McKinsey or BCG's thinking. But here's, a, here's someone who, who led McKinsey's recruiting, who sat on the management committee, who led the strategy practice. Um, there is credibility in what he says because he was part of the team that put it in place to some extent and he managed the process, right? So what are some of the other differences or what are some of the other attributes of season two? We use what I would call really tough cases here. These are not easy cases that we chose for a season two. They're not easy like 
you know, season one we had a, a mix of very easy average very difficult cases season two we didn't want to repeat what was happening in season one so we assume that when you're watching season two you've watched season one or you've got some preparation under your belt so you should be able to handle much tougher cases so if you can handle the difficulty of cases we give in season two you will have no problem passing uh, the final round cases we also place a lot of emphasis on the final round um, you know, the first round is fairly easy to pass, but the final round is where the rubber hits the road because it's a partner making the decision. There's not going to be an engagement manager or a consultant or an associate sitting in that meeting. It's going to be someone quite senior, someone quite experienced, and it was important for us to shine a spotlight on the manner in which they assess you, the style of questions they follow, and so on. And speaking about the style of questions, you will see that there is an entire category of cases favored by senior partners in the final rounds where structures are not going to serve you very well. And, and in season two, we focus very heavily on this format of cases because this is generally the format of cases senior partners follow. Uh, the other attributes of season two is that there was no preparation in the regards to the um, candidates. So while Alice and Michael, the two candidates in the program, knew that they were going to be um, going through this process with Kevin and they were doing their own preparation behind the scenes. They didn't know the type of questions they were getting. They didn't even know the questions they were getting. And in fact, we deliberately changed the order the day before so that we could surprise them a little bit to see how they would respond to that. So that was very interesting. And the fact that we have real students with their real identities who got into McKinsey and so on and BCG... I think it's not about adding credibility to the program, but it's about showing you what does it look like when a real person gets in? What are the mistakes they make? And it's, it's okay to make mistakes. You'll see that Alice and Michael make a lot of mistakes. And even so, we still give our feedback to determine whether or not they'll get in. And more or less, we turn out to be right. So this this aspect for perfection is not important and what we wanted to do is show you how real candidates who actually receive offers perform in a case interview with a real partner. Finally, while season one was very heavily focused on making sure that you knew everything if you knew nothing, season two is meant to be short. So season two is, is meant to be more punchy and it's designed for someone who has something like maybe a week to prepare to two weeks, I would say, even a week to prepare. In fact, the way we edit the episodes, if you've got a week to prepare, you could probably watch all of it. And, you know, that's the styling we've chosen. Now, there's some other more um, hard differences between season one and two. It is assumed you know cases fairly well when, you, when you're watching season two which means we're assuming you watch season one before you're watching season two. If you're someone just starting cases off, it is valuable to watch season two to see the level of difficulty, complexity, and the style with which Kevin manages this. You know, you can watch what you have to do in a closed-list dinner and so on. There are val there's value there, but I think it's more valuable to have gotten some training, just some basic training underneath your belt so you could apply it to season two. Um, the other, I think, a major difference, which I'll, I'll get to next, is looking at the practical ways in which we are going to present 
the series. So, in terms of the shooting, it's fairly high quality, right? You know, you've, we've had to fly a, a, a six-man production team from New York, New Jersey, Partly, some of them are in New York, some of them are in New Jersey. One person comes in from Los Angeles, and we had three people coming in from um, Georgia. So you've got something like a nine to ten man production team at its peak um, on site in Georgia. You've got one person coming in from uh, the United States, another person coming in from um, the, the Northeastern um, Corridor. You've got the firm's consulting team coming in from Canada. So it's, it's a fairly um, substantial production you've got multiple camera angles shot in multiple locations uh, you know we we took over I would say took over is maybe a strong word, but we had teams operating across two major hotels, occupying the um, uh, major suites. We took over the gallery of the Ritz-Carlton in Georgia, and we had to convert that into a studio. So it's a fairly substantial production. Now, one of the things we learned from season one is that clustering all of the footage into one hour, one and a half hours, sometimes two hour videos is 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 difficult for people to keep track. So one of the things we've done in season two is we're breaking up the footage into sequences. So we have the video for where Kevin lays out the case as one separate video and it's like two minutes. Below that will be Alice's response. Kevin then we'll have a separate video for Kevin guiding Alice based on the response. So we've taken each of the videos, each of the sessions, and we've broken them into bite-sized chunks of between one minute to three minutes. De you know, it depends on, on, on how relevant the sizes were. Also for each video, it comes with an electronic transcript. So that, when it, what do I mean by electronic transcript? An electronic transcript means that if you click on a word in the transcript, it takes you to that portion of the video. Um, rather than you know having these downloadable transcripts, which are nice if you know you want to print them out and read, but let's be honest, watching a video is far more effective than audio or just reading. So that's the one other element we built in. Um, the other one we've also developed a, an entirely new interface. So if you're on the firm's consulting website and you're now using season one videos, very soon in the next few weeks you're going to see us rolling out a brand new interface with the way you interact with the videos, both for season one and season two. And I think that you know I don't want to talk about too much here, but I would say that it makes it very easy for you to track what you are doing, to save what you are doing to um, understand the sequence of things. You know, one of the lessons we learned from season one is there's just so much material, people are struggling to uh, keep track and know how to plan out their training. So we, we fixed that, those are the practical elements, right? So let's just talk finally about what makes the show fairly unique. I think that, you know, I've said this before, and this is a firm's consulting ethos, that we only believe in having partners advise our clients. Um, it's a firm philosophy we believe in, and we, we have no intention of changing that. And one of the things we were very happy with in, in the sense that is that I think that it's one thing to have a partner. It's another thing to have a partner who you can look up to. And I firmly believe that Kevin is probably one of the most ethical people I've met in my management consulting career. So to have someone like that who really believes in ethics weave that that philosophy into the DNA of the way he's teaching people. Well, for us was really, you know, it's, it couldn't get any better than that. And then you have someone who's published extensively in the Harvard Business Review, published extensively in the McKinsey Quarterly, one of the most successful strategy partners McKinsey has ever produced. 
guiding and coaching people, which you can observe, it probably doesn't get any better than that. Other elements here, which we which we think make this unique, is is trying to describe body language is very difficult. Um, I think that it's almost impossible to do, and it also creates a lot of text. I mean, if I had to sit down and I had to write down how Alice was was behaving with her body language, how Michael was behaving, how Kevin was behaving, it would take me forever, and it would probably be a very boring description. But being able to watch that from multiple camera angles in high, ultra high definition, uh, that is very different. Um, you can watch it from many angles. You can, if you want it, I think we have the feature to pan and zoom so you can see what is happening. It allows you to try to mimic the behavior of successful candidates and obviously very successful partners. Now, I spoke a little bit about the pre-interview footage and the post-interview footage. Pre-interviews is, you know, talking to Alice and Michael about how they prepared and post-interviews is then having sort of a autopsy or debriefing on terms of how they performed on each of the cases. And that is really useful because, you know, you when, when you're sitting down with Alice and Michael and Kevin and, you're, and we're interviewing them and asking them, you know, so Kevin, what do you think is the one thing that Alice should have done better? Or Kevin, what do you think of candidates who, I don't know, there's so many questions we ask them, you know, uh, how, what do you think is the one thing that candidates should be wary of? Oh, how do you think a candidate can recover from a poor start? Or we ask Alice, you know, you made this mistake. Did you realize you were making the mistake? Or did you not know you were making the mistake? That kind of debrief quality means that you're not just watching a case footage and assuming, oh, Alice made this mistake. You can then listen to Alice say, well, I actually made this mistake and I didn't know I made the mistake. So this is why I continue doing it. So we, we try to go behind the mind of the candidate and the interviewer and splice in that footage, right? Now, closeless dinners are very important. Candidates don't realize that, you know, when you're in an MBA program and so on, even if you, you know, um, a PhD candidate and you're sitting there and you, you make it in and you're invited to a closeless dinner, I would say most people don't know what to do. And closeless dinners are quite important because partners do pre prepare feedback based on how you've performed. So we've made it a point to, to shoot entire episodes capturing the nuances and dynamics and the strategies used by partners to extract information from candidates. We did the same thing for the lunch, you know, um, between um, the, the, the f round one and sort of the round two for Alice and Michael, we had one episode dedicated to helping them uh, and the viewers understand how you behave if uh, the McKinsey consultants take you out for lunch because you're spending the whole day at the office, you know, what do you do? What is proper protocol? What is proper body language? What can you discuss? What can you not discuss? And so on. And finally, networking is so important, especially if you're an experienced hire who's out of cycle. We, we dedicated one entire episode to showing how you engage with an interviewer if you're setting up a chat to get more feedback on your on your resume. So overall, season two is is vastly different from season one. Now, there's one other change that we've introduced into the program that I want to discuss. When you see the episodes being released, we're going to release the basic episodes first, and then we will release the advanced episodes. Now, everything you've heard me discuss so far is in the basic episode, so you shouldn't worry and say, well, I'm only going to get the basic first. Everything we've discussed is in the basic episodes. The advanced episodes, are, we're going to look at how 
subscribers are using the videos, the questions they've asked, the areas they may not understand. And what we're going to do for some of the basic episodes, probably not all of them, we're going to recut them to add in more explanations if needed to create an advanced episode. Uh, for example, if we realize that most people don't understand cost volume profit curves or they don't understand core competencies, we will introduce better explanations and new explanations into the videos and then we're going to recut them. So season two for me personally was very fulfilling. Um, you know, it was a really great opportunity to 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 take consulting, mentoring, training and guidance to a whole new level. You know, 275 people applied to be part of season two because they saw what season one was like. And of that we picked two people which I think, you know, really mirror the, the 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 two big populations or two big segments of clients we have which is um, you know males from usually Canada the United States UK or Germany and then obviously we have a large segment of Asian uh, clients predominantly Chinese Koreans and to a large extent female as well um, so so we pick candidates that mirror that process and I think that uh, forget about you know if you think about the footage you, you can imagine what it's like spending a whole week I think it was five days, so five days, yeah. Um, with these candidates in uh, Atlanta, Bucket, Atlanta, Georgia, which is actually a very beautiful um, um, city um, on the on the outskirts of Atlanta, uh, great weather, you know, staying at a really nice hotel, and getting time to talk to them, guide them, mentor them, teach them, um, share ideas, discuss their career plans. I, we've tried to capture all of that in the footage and bring it out. And I think that season two, you know, if you're thinking, well, I've watched season one, why should I watch season two? Season two is reinventing season one in every single respect. And, and I'll close off with the comment I made earlier is that imagine if you could watch a McKinsey senior partner or a BCG senior partner for that matter or a Bain senior partner go through the entire process of feedback on your resume, what happens in a closeless dinner, what happens in lunch with the consultants? What happens in the group interview? What happens in the personal experience interview? What happens in round one, round two, and the final round? And you can watch all of that and observe clients who went into the program without any preparation and what happened to them at the end. Well, they received offers, so you can see how to replicate that process. And when you're watching this, I think the most important thing to keep in the back of your head is that it is a process. If you're an advanced candidate, you're probably going to do better. If you're a starting candidate, you're probably going to do not as well. But it's a process. Michael and Alice were in the program didn't start off as experts. They got there eventually. And that is something you need to think about. Think about where you are in the process as you watch the videos.